The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Folding Warehouse, Ipsy, Ann Arbor. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. The desert certainly treated Eastern Michigan well over the weekend as we welcome you into the latest episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Latest, literally, Greg, if you're listening at home. Unfortunately, this podcast did not drop at our 5 o'clock hour. Greg and I were a little busy today because we had to catch a plane home from the desert. And we thought, why not make it a late podcast in honor of Pac-12 After Dark, which Eastern Michigan now owns. They certainly do. Right now, the Eagles went on the road and picked up a 30-21 to win over the Sun Devils out in Tempe on Saturday. We've got you covered from all angles in this episode. But Alex, before we get to it, we got to explain to folks, we were literally outside building a wall in our usual spot (laughs) because no, the team wasn't knocking it down, but EMU football was honored by the Football Writers Association of America for being the Cheez-It Bowl National Team of the Week. So what do they do? They dropped 50 boxes of Cheez-Its off on our door and said, here you go. And we were like, we could build a wall. Well, first off, say that accolade five times in a row. If you can do that, I'll give you a box of Cheez-Its. That is a mouthful. But here's the thing, Greg, when you do great things, you get great honors. And Eastern Michigan did a great thing this week. Uh, If you watched the game or looked back at some of the highlights, oh boy, was it a great time down in Tempe, Eastern Michigan dominated, and I mean dominated, Arizona State out of the Pac-12, the first regular season win for a MAC program over a Pac-12 team in the history of the conference, Greg. The accolades keep on coming. It's a list of first, another dragon slain by Chris Creighton and company during his nine-year tenure. And yeah, you're right. A lot of honors. Eastern Michigan also had a clean sweep of the MAC weekly awards this week. Samson Evans, Kempton Shine, Jesus Gomez all took home player of the week honors. The list just keeps going and going and going and going. And uh, there was some really national spotlight put on Eastern Michigan this weekend because of the football win and another Power 5 victory for that program. Another feather in Coach Creighton's hat, the first ever over a Pac-12 conference team. So we'll talk with Coach Creighton coming up on this show, get his thoughts. But as he'll tell you, the awards are great, but you cannot make this game your season. Eagles are now on to Buffalo, and after today, so are we. we got to get ready uh, for the Bulls, a very talented team. Keon Williams, part of that team, of course, who was on this Eastern Michigan roster once before, he'll be back in town. Uh, We hope you can come out because it's a jam-packed week of EMU athletics. Not only do we have football this week, we have family weekend that's in store. It's Beer Fest at the factory. You can get your custom EMU pint glass as well as, Alex, a car show that you've had a heavy hand in. Well, that's right. It's a classic car show. Eastern Michigan football is going to be welcoming a, a large handful of classic car show, uh, classic cars and their owners out to the factory on Saturday. And for those wondering why we're doing this, it's really credit to Coach Creighton and his staff. They really were, were having a conversation with us and said, Greg, Alex, we have the richest motor tradition in all of the country, of course, the Motor City right down the road, even deep ties here in Ypsilanti. And it was really a way to honor those who have spent their life working in the automotive industry that care so much about the classic car industry. Why not honor them by doing a car show at Rynearson Stadium? So that'll be in store this Saturday as well. And Greg, before Saturday even gets here, plenty of action 
all over Eastern Michigan athletics. Volleyball opens their home slate on Thursday. They open against the Mid-American Conference foe in Toledo. Soccer is back at Sakuna Field, the first time they'll be on their brand new turf. If you haven't come out and seen it, what a great facility. Lacrosse is going to get things going on Sunday with their first fall ball matchup. The list goes on and on of, of different events that are taking place, golfs, cross countries, so on and so forth. So a good time for me to remind you that if you want to see any of the results from last week or you want to check out schedules moving forward coming up in the next couple of weeks, visit emueagles.com or emueagles.com slash calendar. You can also download the EMU app wherever you get your apps. And there you can sign up for your favorite teams, get push notifications, and of course, your favorite thing, Greg. You can also follow all of our teams and the athletic department on social media wherever you use that. So a lot of ways to catch up on what you might have missed, to see what you can attend moving forward, and really get yourself tuned in. So, whew. Oh, you know I love social media always. Greg does love social media, but I did mention volleyball, by the way, and we know you're going to talk to Chris Creighton today. You've been taking a lot of the interviews lately, so I gave you a break today, and I got to sit down. I need a nap. Yeah, you need a nap. I need a nap. I got to sit down with Darcy Dorton, the head coach of the volleyball team. She talks all about not only her team and the season that's been so far, but just why if a volleyball fan or maybe someone that's not a volleyball fan is thinking about whether they should come out on Thursday or Friday, why they should do that and the excitement that that team will bring. So a really jam-packed show. If you can't make it out to volleyball here, free event, Mm -hmm. as always, EMU Volleyball, but you can also catch this weekend's broadcast or this week's broadcast on ESPN3. Ryan Woolley, Kyler Ludlow have the call for you this week as they'll be out there uh, both Wednesday or Thursday and Friday. Note that Thursday and Friday with the football game on Saturday, it had to be brought up a few days. So a busy week in store for Eastern Athletics. So Greg already said it, busy week, plenty to get to. We're going to cut things off so you can get right into the meat of the episode. Remember, still time to get your tickets for family weekend. Go to emueagles.com slash tickets or call the ticket office at 734-487-3669. You can pick those up and get out to the factory for a lot of fun this Saturday. Hopefully we'll see you before then here at the George Gervin Game Above Center or Sakluna Field. So for Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Shule. We'll take a quick break. Greg and Coach Creighton sit down right after this, a full breakdown of the fun in the desert and what to look for with the Bulls. Then it's Darcy Dorton coming right up here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Whether you're in the D or out at sea, we always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The Eastern Insider Podcast. Long weekend on the road, but a happy Chris Creighton joins us this morning following Eastern Michigan's historic road win in Tempe, Arizona. The Eagles go to Arizona State, a 30-21 wire-to-wire win over the Sun Devils. First off, Coach, congratulations. Were you able to sleep much this last 24 hours, readjust all the text message? How's it been for you? Well, I think we made a good decision. We knew going into this two-week stretch that the muggy swamp of Louisiana playing a night yep. game. We got back at like five or five thirty in the morning. So everybody was super tired. And but we had decided this long before that we were gonna stay the night in Phoenix after the game since it was an eleven ten our time kick. And that, that was a good decision because our guys got a decent night's sleep. 
that night wastes the day on Sunday with just all the travel, but they should have been able to sleep, um, you know, again, decent on Saturday night and a good night on, on Sunday. So we were able to work on the plane. Um, and then, you know, today's busy. It always is on Monday, though, trying to trying to put the plan together for Buffalo. Offensively, a lot of people will look at, at that game. I want to start on the defensive side of things. It's, it's a Neil Nethery defense that came up again in a clutch situation, uh, stopping them, holding them well below their yardage. What were you? What do you think the biggest thing defensively that you take out of that battle? Oh, man. We, and this is complimentary football, you know, we turned the ball over five times and weren't able to take it away at all. And that's just, you know, a formula failure. And it's a disaster. So this week, we tied one-to-one. So, you know, both sides improved. Defensively, the takeaway was huge. And then I really, it's not the appropriate stat, or it's not the it's not the stat that 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 counts, but um, the fourth down stop was essentially, you know, a takeaway, um, which was at a critical point in the game as well. So both of those stops, the takeaway and the fourth down stop, were were huge. They only gave up 14 points, right. you know, to a really good team. We, you know, turned the ball over and gave it to them deep in our end, and and they weren't able to keep them out then. But you know, in terms of playing for three and a half hours, I mean, they gave up 14 points. I was lucky enough to talk to Coach Needham before. For the game, he talked about this team's desire to make a change on third down. Coming into the game, one of the, the, the bottom teams in the country getting off the field on third down, and then you go out and your first three drives, three and out. What were you able to do defensively that maybe philosophical change from some of those previous weeks? Yeah, and I know that the first week, you know, we felt uh, as though we were maybe a little bit conservative, you know, on third downs, but we've, you know, uh, we've changed that narrative. You know, we want to be who we are, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have wrinkles on third down and it's better to be in third and long than it is in third and short. Um, but, uh, you know, every week, you know, our staff is putting together a plan, you know, that obviously is Part of that's going to be third down specific. And again, they, they've gotten off to a great start all three weeks. Unbelievable. And, um, you know, it, it was just complimentary football. We held the ball um, offensively, you know, for, for for a few minutes. And then with the three and outs, I mean, we get the lead 10-0. And, and our defense is not allowed to or is not allowing them to, to really move the ball. It, it just set a great tone. Yeah, you look at it uh, right now, Eastern, one of 18 teams nationally to not allow a first quarter point uh, some names in the mix, Michigan, Clemson, Minnesota, Washington State, Wisconsin, number one, Georgia, the other teams in the country not to have accomplished that feat. Offensively, Samson Evans uh, had a career high in yards rushing, third most in, in all time in school history. Uh, you've been talking about his breakout performance, which is waiting and has shown his ability. What was he able to do and how much of it was because the offensive line really stepped up? Well, it's it's always a combination, yep. right? You have to have a good offensive line, and that includes the tight ends when they're they're blocking, and then you've got to have a back that that uh, can hit it where it's supposed to hit. And uh, I'll tell you, just starting with Samson, his yards after contact were were uh, significant um, this week, and so he was getting some creases and whatnot, but he was also always falling forward, um, and at times, you know, running through guys and, and carrying them. Um, he, uh, he, he really played well. Um, there's no question. And then our offensive line, you know, that was, a, that was a really good defensive line. And, uh, you know, we, 
there was a couple guys that we, and specifically that we were concerned about. And uh, I mean, our guys handled, I mean, you know, our, our, our double teams, our single blocks, and we were just getting movement. We're covering guys up and, you know, it was being well-read. I think it, it, it also, it did also throw a wrinkle in when Austin was in there playing because yep. he's uh, he's a weapon with the ball in his hand. And so, you know, a whole other added dimension of the threat of him carrying the ball. The staff, uh, you guys have been lucky enough to, to let me have some of your pro football focus analytics stuff. But you look at it, EMU second in the MAC in yards before contact. You're now second in the MAC in explosive runs, according to that service. What does it say about the ability to, to get some of the explosiveness that – that really make game-changing plays. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, with explosive runs, it we still haven't had a 60-yarder, you know, yeah. or a 70-yarder and, and whatnot, but we are, we're definitely been getting some chunk plays that by our calculations, you know, we had 10 explosive runs versus Arizona State, which is, which is high. Um, and, uh, you know, Samson, I think that when people, you know, just look at him physically, they they don't realize how how fast he actually is, you know, because his his body's you know compact. He's got high hips, but um, you know he's he's strong and um, you know he just he looks like he's really stocky and 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 really strong, which he is. But he's got high hips and, and he can really really run. So you know he with the combination of Jalen, you know, who's the the lightning. Um, and the water bug, I, I think he's going to have his day as well where, where there's a breakout where when he gets out in space, it's going to be really tough to, to, to catch him and to bring him down. It's a, it's a good time for, to be a part of the Eastern Michigan program. Fifth Power 5 win, or fourth Power 5 win, excuse me, first over a Pac-12 team, but now to steal a line from you, so what, now what? It's on to Buffalo. This team gets ready. In a almost mirrored situation in 2018 when you knock off Purdue and now have to to go back and, and play a, a Buffalo team that's very hungry, gave Coastal Carolina everything they wanted last week, lost on a Hail Mary the week before. This is a very talented Buffalo team to, for people to take serious. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. I mean, uh, you know, it's one of the advantages of being in my ninth year in this conference Um is that it goes both ways. You know, I know when we play well, even if we're playing someone who's undefeated, you know, we went to Western in 20, we were 0-4, they're 4-0, and, and uh, you know, we were able to, to beat them. Um, and, and then if we're 4-0, you know, in the league play, and we think that we're going to be better than somebody, then we're going to lose and we're going to lose bad. So me knowing it, <laughs> me being able to say it uh, is not you know, what, what coaching is about. It's about our team, um, knowing, believing, understanding, and so what, now what, you know, and starting over and taking our one and oh approach and avoiding the noise and closing the gap. And then when that day comes, we've got to kick butt. And, uh, that's our process that stack them. Um, and it's in our face right now. You go from a, a late night kick to a early kick. How does that change preparation and, and body knowing that you're going to accelerate that time clock so much more than you had at any point this season. Yeah, it's it, every week is just a little bit different. So instead of having to be ready on Thursday night, you know, for a earlier Friday morning to get our walk and our mock in and then to travel, you know, now we're going to have a little bit more time on Friday, but then that turnaround on Saturday instead of a 8 p.m. or in Louisiana was what, 7 mm -hmm. or something like that? 7 Eastern. Eight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So now, yeah. Well, yeah. So it was, yeah. Um, now it's going to be noon. And we've played some noon, noon games, but the, again, that's more of an anomaly. This week also you return home, but from a recruiting standpoint, you guys had, had talked about rolling on 22s kind of being the recruiting phrase. And it's morphed into to having cars around. And, and I asked you about your press conference as well, but a classic car show, something that this staff helped create a brainchild and you've really run with it. How, how excited are you to, to see some of these things come to fruition as you come back home? Well, I'm really excited. I'm really anticipating a, um, a great car show with lots of people here to see the combination of um, uh, a car show and, you know, a Division One football game on national television. Um, so it's exciting. Appreciate uh, Andy Rowden and um, uh, Alex and, and Scott Weatherby putting a lot um, into, you know, making this a great combination of a car show and a, and a football game. We called it, what, a, a car game and a football show or something like that. So, but it's in the factory. We call our field a parking lot. Um, we're in Southeast Michigan. It's perfect. It's, it is what it is. And it's, I'm sorry, it's taken us this long to figure it out, but, um, we have a track and other than our track team, which is phenomenal practicing on it because we don't host meets there. Um, it, uh, will serve a, a purpose of allowing for these, uh, awesome cars to come and show themselves off uh, during our game. You're going to let Heather maybe convince you into a, a kind of convertible green that you can be <laughs> tooling around town in? Yeah, well, it, we'll see how this uh, this Saturday goes and how well we play this season. The MAC opener, 47th season of Mid-American Conference play. Eastern kicks it off on Saturday at noon. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. We roll on here on the Eastern Insider after this quick word. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room. And that's the Eastern Insider podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider podcast. It's time to spend a few good minutes with head volleyball coach Darcy Dorton. Coach, welcome to the show for the first time this season. And almost finally, welcome home. Your team hasn't had a home match yet. And finally, this week, you guys get to play a pair here at the George Gervin Game Above Center. And I know it must be nice to finally get to do it on your home court. It is. And we're also really excited that we get to open this season on our brand new wood floor. That's right. You're the first team at the school that's going to play on the new court that just went in. Uh, have you had a conversation with Stan Heath or Fred Castro about that? How do they feel about uh, you? Don't, you, you don't feel too bad, do you? I have not had a conversation with those coaches. Um, I am happy that we were able to keep our timeline and that we get to open uh, the Mac play on the brand new surface. It's it's pretty exciting. Well, let's talk about a little bit of the season that it's been so far before we get into the matchup with Toledo and, and what fans can look forward to. You guys are already 12 matches into this season. It's hard to believe, but it's flying by and uh, picked up a really great win against Radford in uh, your most we recent weekend, a 3 nothing sweep. Take me through that Radford match. What was clicking? Why was it so successful for you guys uh, this past weekend? Yeah, the Radford match was a fun one. Um, we, in typical fashion, uh, we kind of started with a little bit of a hole in the first set, um, but we were able to really rally and finished with a huge run um, to win the first set. And we were just, it created a lot of energy for the team. It created a lot of really great momentum that we were able to translate into 
um, the next two sets and finished with a, finished with our first win of the season um, with a sweep, which was really exciting. You mentioned that, uh, you know, I, I don't want to dive too deep into, I know the record's not where you want it to be. You'll be the first person to say that. But I also know that as much as you look at the record, you can look at this team and be really excited about a lot of different aspects. And the record may not be indicative of some of the volleyball that you guys have been playing early on. It seems like if people haven't been paying, paying attention, lots of five-set matches, really yeah. close matches, matches where you've been up a couple of sets. What are some of the positives that if someone's just looked at the record, they may not see, but as the head coach, you're, you've taken away so far. Yeah, I think if you dive in a little bit deeper um, than just our record, you'll you'll see quickly that we've gone five sets in six of those 12 matches. So um, very easily, those six matches could have turned into six wins um, if we had just been able to start the fifth set a little bit hotter. So um, yeah, I think that this is a team, and I met with our leadership group this morning, um, they are on board that this is a team that is battle tested. Um, we've been able to compete with every opponent that we've played. Um, it's unfortunate that our record doesn't show just how competitive this group is, but we know that we'll be able to prove ourselves once Mac play starts. So Mac play starting, you guys will get to take on Toledo this week, Thursday and Friday here at home, back to back nights. Fans of course are encouraged to make their way out, but you talk about the transition to Mac play, and it really does have to be that kind of switch now, right? Uh, the, the regular season, of course, the non-conference season matters, but everything that your team wants to accomplish is still in front of it. Right. And I think that we were able to get a lot of value out of our non-con. Um, we were able to compete against some really good teams. We were able to try a couple different lineups, and we were able to really learn a lot of good things about ourselves. So I do think that this team is going to be ready for Mac play. And I think that Toledo is a very exciting opponent for us to welcome into our home court and kick things off with a really, with two really competitive matches. So if, if somebody has forgotten in the last year, it's been a while since we've seen volleyball here at home or, or Mac volleyball, or if somebody is listening that may be a new volleyball fan or wanting to, to try it out for the first time, Take us through a little bit of what Mac volleyball looks like. We know there's some good teams around this league. We know this the volleyball competition is really a high level, isn't it? Yeah, I think that this is this maybe the strongest year um, and the strongest group of Mac teams that I've seen in my time here at Eastern. Um, the Mac is a very, very good volleyball conference. I think we are one of the premier, um, if not the best mid-major conference in um, in the sport of volleyball. And um, we are from top to bottom, all very competitive. Um, that's one thing that makes the Mac very exciting is that whether you're the first place team or the last place team, um, you know, going into every single matchup that it's going to be competitive and we're going to push each other and we're going to have heated matchups. Um, and it's going to, you know, be a battle till the end. So the Mac, Mac, um, is a very fun conference to compete in. And I love that it's a, a very strong volleyball conference. Okay. So we know that your team has played into these deep set matches. They're battle tested. You just said that yourself, but you also just said the Mac, a lot of times it comes down to those fifth sets. It comes down to close competition. What are some of the things you took away from the non-conference slate that makes you confident the team is, is ready to take those on and Mac play and then get over the hump, get some of those wins. Because as you know, every match is critical. Every match can mean something big for the standings. Yeah. Um, I think the, thing that has impressed me the most about this team and the way that we've handled this adversity is that we have continued to rise to the challenge. I think it's easy to get frustrated and, you know, just looking at our record, I think it's easy to assume that this is a team that's down or that this is a team that might 
lack confidence or or be unsure of themselves, but it's not. Um, our our team and our players and our student athletes, they continue to be competitive and they continue to stay the course and trust that it's going to be a process. Um, I think all of our girls are bought into the idea that, you know, we experienced a tough preseason or a, a tough non-conference because we obviously had some things that we needed to learn. And hopefully we were able to fine tune things. I do believe that we're, we are truly battle tested and um, the girls are going to be ready to compete now that, you know, now that we've started our conference season. Spending a few more minutes here on the Eastern Insider Podcast with Darcy Dorton, the head coach of the volleyball program. Her team opens up Mid-American Conference play on Thursday night against Toledo. You can catch her team Thursday night at 6 o'clock and then again on Friday night. Free admission to all volleyball matches here at the George Gervin Game Above Center. Coach, we heard about the quality of competition that the MAC brings. It's always exciting, fast-paced. Volleyball is, is a sport where... There's not really much downtime. So if you're a fan looking for entertainment, it's not like some of those other sports, maybe like <laughs> basketball or football, where there's like 10 minute breaks. You guys are right into the action, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. The longest break that we have is five minutes between sets two and three. Um, so volleyball is a fast paced game. One thing that I love as a spectator of our sport is that every play is different. As much as we try to draw different play sets or try to run certain routes or whatever you may call it, um, every serve is different. And so every rally is going to end up being different. So it's a fast paced game. It's fun. It's ever evolving. Uh, and our girls do bring a lot of energy to what they do. So there you go. If you're, if you are somebody that's like pacing your legs, like I do all the time, <laughs> volleyball may be the sport for you. So yes. come out and check it out. <laughs> and so we know it's fast paced. We know the competition is good. And you also mentioned uh, the, the makeup and the character of your team. We're not going to go through all of the, the girls on the roster because we don't have that kind of time. And I know it's hard to, to think about every girl and you don't want to leave people out. So just tell the, the people listening out there that may be deciding whether to come out to, to watch volleyball for the first time or not. What is it about the team and, and these girls? I know skill is one thing, but I know that you really believe in this whole roster in terms of the human beings they are and what they bring in terms of, of that aspect of the game as well. Yeah. I mean, we have, a, we have a roster that is filled with what I would call your ideal student athlete. Um, they are kids who don't just work hard on the court and bring passion to what they do and bring excitement and intensity to the idea of competition. But they're kids that you can really get behind because they're great people. They care about their studies. They're incredible students. They, they carry high GPAs. They all have career goals for themselves and uh, ways that they want to want to succeed both on and off the court. And they also care a lot about our community. Um, we love our Ypsilanti um, community fans. And our girls love to be engaged and get out in the community and give back. So um, gratitude is, you know, if I can talk about program values, gratitude is one of our program values. And this is a group that gets it. They, they are thankful for the opportunity that they're given to be student athletes. And they make sure that they take advantage of um, all of the opportunities that they've been given. Well, what better to support than a group like that? And I think for those maybe listening at home that, that might think, all right, well, if, you know, if I don't come out, it's, it's really going to make that big of a difference. I, I know you can tell me as a coach, because you're the one standing down there on the court. I'm sure you can speak for the players. You've been a college player. Five or 10 extra people in the stands can make a difference, can't it? You guys feel that. Yeah. You, you feed off that. And I know that you guys genuinely appreciate when the community comes out to support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think we've touched on that volleyball is a high energy sport. And so anything that you can do to create a high intensity, highly competitive environment and bring a lot of energy to what we're doing, um, you feel the impacts on the court. Um, and the George Gervin Game Above Center is an incredible facility. Uh, 
Every seat in the stands has an incredible view of the court. We've got a beautiful new court. Our marketing and media team do a great job of putting on an incredible show with the lights and the music and the video board. Um, and so I do promise that our game day experience is going to be one of the best game day experiences in the MAC. Well, there you have it. Two chances to come out and see the volleyball team this week. It's family week all the week long on campus. So a great chance if you're a student listening and you've got some family heading into town this weekend to come out and check out volleyball on Thursday or Friday. Of course, then football taking on Buffalo on Saturday. We've got soccer as well this week. Lacrosse, so much going on on the campus of Eastern Michigan University. Coach, appreciate you taking some time with us. Good luck this week against Toledo. Thank you. There she is, Darcy Dorton, head coach of the volleyball team. They get underway Thursday at 6 o'clock. And just a reminder, if you can't make it out, we want you to, but if you can't, you can always catch Thursday's and Friday's match and all the matches all season long on the ESPN family of networks. Ryan Woolley and Kyler Ludlow bring into the action Thursday starting at 6. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. A quick break, and we'll wrap up this episode. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Now, let's get back to the action with Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.